Basically, I was catfished. Oh, we're just starting right there. We're just starting we're right starting there. Right we're there. starting right there. I left the club. This guy was messaging me. And I was feeling it. I was feeling the fantasy. He was super cute. Had an amazing face. Like, so chill. Amazing face. Get to his apartment. He the opens the door. Face. Completely different body than I thought. Which is fine. Wait, I'm sorry. You met him IRL? Yeah. Oh, I thought you met him like on Grinder or something. Oh no, I met him on Grinder. Yeah, I met him on Grinder. Okay, that wasn't clear. Wait, oh, so you, sorry. So you meet him on you. You're like talking on Grinder. Yeah. And you like go to his house. He's like three blocks away from the bar. Right. Okay. When you were talking to him on Grinder, were you like pics? Yeah, and he sent me pics, and I thought he was really cute. Pics of what? Jeez. Mostly his face. Exclusively his face. And I, I, I do remember there was one picture that kind of, it didn't have his like body per se, but it was like his torso. And he just looked like he had a different body type than what I thought it was. So basically, you catfished yourself. I did. I okay. catfished myself. Okay. Listen, we all have hopes and dreams that we fall for. And you know what? I still fucked him. Uh, I still had sex with him. I still had sex with him. And honestly, why? it wasn't that bad. It wasn't that why? bad. Because I felt bad because like I didn't want him no. to be. <laughs> no. Lesson for everyone. Gatekeepers, take notes. Do not pity fuck the catfish. Don't pity fuck the catfish. You don't have to. You don't have to. You really don't. And the dick was nice, right? Yeah, it was really nice. And that's kind of why I was like, well, I'm here. <laughs> um, I might as well. Sick. What's my sexual week update? Well, Texas oh yeah. out, Columbia in. Texas out, Columbia in, baby. K internacional. Um, basically, Texas, um, I wouldn't say unceremoniously dumped me, but it did certainly come out of the blue um, and felt like a sort of preemptive um, abortion of our budding relationship. Um, but whatever, it's neither here nor there because like that uh emotional roller coaster brouhaha was immediately swept under the rug by the fact that this guy from Colombia came to visit is like he's in New York and he needed a place to stay so a couple weeks ago he'd messaged me looking for like assistance in finding a place um keep in mind this is like somebody that like I lived in Colombia a little like over two years ago at this point we just mutually thirst followed each other he lived in Medellin I lived in Bogota like, oh wait like, did you guys know each other when you were in Colombia well so that's the thing I thought we just thirst followed each other um and then he gets here and like I didn't even know if he like wanted to hook up like I was really attracted to him but I was also just like you're like traveling you just you needed a place to say like maybe you're just like looking for a friend or like somebody to show you something or whatever or maybe like not at all maybe you just literally want to crash here and like spend your days like elsewhere like doing your own thing right like I was like I have no expectations of this dude um but we immediately like hit it off and proceeded to hook up and like afterward post-coital he was like do you remember when we first met and I was like we've never met (laughs) and he was like Yes, we have. Basically, on a trip I took to Medellin, we had matched on Tinder and went on a date that was so horrible that combined, oh my God. <laughs> that combined with all the other, like, you know, 
uh, traumas I was experiencing in Columbia, I had fully blacked out. And so at first I thought I was being gaslit, but then I like cross-referenced like what he said with like my friends who I went on that trip with. And they were like, yeah, that holds water. Like you went on a date with that dude. But so it just goes to show you um, trauma's real and you forget things because of it. Uh, But also like life is long. We had a horrible date and now we've like hit it off. He's still in New York. He's coming back this week to hang. And he is a real cutie. He is a a big cutie. He's very beautiful. He's extremely And a bottom. And a bottom and my really like the legitimacy of and the receipts of Reese's verseness I guess I could versatility. say versatility versatility yeah. versatility versatility um yeah no I'm really like enjoying my top era I'm milking it and getting milked and it's funny because not more than five minutes ago Reese was like oh, I need this giant fat cock in my ass and I do being verse is a blessing and a curse being a blessing and a curse that's now, like a that's like a little thing you get on like a monogrammed pillow <laughs> verse is a curse it's kind of like your vibe attracts your tribe like I want one of those white girl posters but it says being verse is a curse now, I think that was the last guy I hooked up with. I've since I've, I've hooked up with like a nice little handful of people since a nice little sample size since opening up my relationship, and I feel like it's gotten a lot of that like open relationship jitters like out of the way. You know, I feel like I've mm-hmm. I've done what I needed to do, and now it's gonna come as it is. Right, and you're out the gate, and you're you've already done the racing, and now you're just. And now I'm just going for it. And I'm just taking life as it is. I don't know what that metaphor was, but whatever. You you knocked back some cock and now you're like a little What I don't appreciate is last night, What's-His-Face was like talking to me about how this girl he's been dating for like, what? Like weeks? Like eight weeks or something? Yeah, they're going on like two months, I think. Yeah, that that's just his going out girl and he has a stay at home girl. And then I am, might be the third option. <laughs> I have a going out girl and a staying in girl and you're kind of neither. You're my, <laughs> you're my queer experimentation girl. You could be bronze medal. I could be bronze medal. And honestly, I'll take it. And honestly, I would have taken it right then and there if that girl hey, wasn't at that party. You medal. You're on the podium, baby. I'm on the podium. You're I'm on literally podium. on the podium. And that's a threat. <laughs> now, Reese, let's talk about this tweet that you have linked to our bio. Right. So for the first time, I am actually linking content that I mention in the pod. Um, fair warning if you haven't. I, I'm sure I will, or I'm not sure, but I hope I'm judicious enough to put like in the description that this is like not safe for work material, and I suppose potentially triggering. triggering yeah, if you like um, feel some type of way about public, public master- masturbation. masturbation. <laughs> um, but in the words of the guy who posted it, this is a video of this woman bringing herself to climax and then slipping in her own squirt. And, like, it's just, like, one of the most... In the middle of brunch. No, in the middle of brunch. And naturally, it's in Florida. Whoop, whoop, represent. Love that. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's totally warped. It's absolutely crazy. It has fundamentally reshaped my relationship with the internet. Um, And... I just need, first of all, I just point blank need all of you to see it. I need everyone in the world to see this video. I think we could achieve world peace if every single person in the world had to see this video. And Why is that? Why is that? Um, I want an explanation. Okay, I actually, I don't, this is not like a, this is not a, an explanation that uh, 
whatever. My, I think because like that woman is against against the odds, experiencing true ecstasy. That's like, fair. She, she is in a puddle of her own squirt. Like, and she she's like she. To say she doesn't give a fuck is an understatement. Like, Mm -hmm. she is literally so committed to her pleasure that she gets arrested. Like, I need backstory on this video. I really need backstory. I I need backstory because, like, that's the other thing. Like, it it, it could be perturbed because, like, is this woman, like, on drugs? Like, what's going... Like, because she really could be. Um, And I also... One, she has to be on drugs. She has to be. And two, we want to debate something about this video. Whereas, do we think she should be registered as a sex offender? I, if there weren't children present, like, no. I think it's public indecency. I think it's public indecency to the extreme. If a man were to do that, they would lock him the fuck up. No, absolutely. And I also think that's wrong. Yeah. You think that's wrong of locking a man up? Yeah. I'm like, I'm sorry. Like, if you're doing that, like, don't get me wrong. The only public masturbation that I will let slide is if you're homeless. Because I've seen plenty of homeless yeah. men, like, yeah. rip it in front of me and make eye contact. And I'm like, you know what? Go off. Like, where else are you going to do that? Where else are you going to do it? Yeah. I mean, what am I just supposed to expect you to literally never orgasm until you own property? Like, no, that's classist. <laughs> that's classist. Um, <laughs> no, I guess, like, I just think it's public indecent. I want it to be seen as public indecency because I'm like, obviously, like, something is going on upstairs that like needs to be tended to. You know what I mean? It's like, this is just like a mental health issue. Like it is a mental health issue. Sleeping like, nation. That person should sleeping not Florida. be Florida. Like, yeah. I mean, Florida is like a geopolitical mental health issue. Like, I cannot wait for us to pod live from Florida. It's a shame we didn't the first time. It is a shame. Shit did go South. Very South. Very fast. Um, yeah, no, I think it's public indecency. I think, I mean, I don't know. I've talked to a lot of people who are like, yeah, like she should be a registered sex offender. And I'm one of those people. No, that (laughs) ruins your life. That would ruin your life. She doesn't live in this apartment. It's within 500 feet or 500 yards of a preschool. I don't feel bad for her. (laughs) I really don't. I like kind of do. I don't know. She's like, she's an inspiration, honestly. And on that note, um, welcome back. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back. This is Mind the Gape. I'm Reese. I'm G. And you all are our gape keepers. Um, Today's episode, Whole Natural, is going to be a little chat about... We're taking a hike through the woods and a hike through your hole, digging deep and mushroom hunting in the woods. Ooh, that's something we should definitely talk about. Different shapes of penis heads. Different shapes of penis heads. Okay. How do we feel about a mushroom tip? Before we start there, why didn't you say hiking through the morning woods? Hiking through the morning woods. Hiking through the morning woods. Oh, God. Swing and a miss. Swing and a miss. Whatever. You're batting like 300 today. It's like pretty good. Okay, good. I'm having having a rough start. (laughs) (laughs) Having a very rough start. It's actually really funny you say that because I think it's like such, there's, I'm like such a Goldilocks about that. Like. Mm, Me too. Your head can be too small. Your head can be too big. There's really like a, a narrow um, window of opportunity for like a good mushroom head. I'm so blessed that like, I might not have the world's biggest peeper, but like, it's pretty. Like she's pretty. I am blessed. I have a beautiful penis. Yeah. Most men who have sex with me will literally say, wow, your penis is beautiful. And I take that to the bank every single time. I get pretty a lot. <laughs> I get pretty. I'm sure you do. I really do. It's really nice. It's cute. Um, Would you rather your cock be pretty or cute? 
Is Kauai an option? <laughs> no, it is certainly not. It is certainly not. Your cock is so Kauai. <laughs> oh my god, is that racist? Is it racist? No. It might be. Check I mean, me if it is, honestly, please. Yeah, we are curious. But also, if you have a big mushroom head, it's like, how can it not be Kauai? Well, Kauai is a specific kind of style. It's a specific right. kind like, of cute style. Like, well, because it literally translates to something like cute, right? Yeah. Like, so, yeah, I don't know. I think it's definitely more of an aesthetic question. Check us in the comments. Than like a... But we want to open up with sex outside. Sex outside, baby. So, yeah, you're taking all those mushroom heads outside. Take those mushrooms um, outside. Take those mushrooms outside. In 2015. What a time to be alive. What a time to be alive. That was kind of like my peak host stage. And that's when a bunch of friends and I had a public sex challenge. 10 points for <laughs> sex, 5 points for blowjob, 3 points for a handy. Oh, interesting. I un. I want to say, unfortunately, because I won by a dramatic landslide. Uh, how many points? What was the ra- what was the margin? Sixty-five. <laughs> Over a course of like how much time? Like two months. Oh. It was like a summer thing. <laughs> and I Jeep. and uh, Jeep with sixty-eight points, <laughs> second place with three points. <laughs> no one really gave it their all, like I did. In fact. The one moment, there were two big moments. One when I was in Venice, Italy was when I was doing this. So it was Italia, it was Europe, like everything's different there. And it's during the Biennale. We're having sex, the Giardini Park. This guy (laughs) takes down his pants and swear to God, one of the top 10 biggest sticks I've ever seen in my life. And here's the thing. Here's the thing about that. If you have a giant pee-pee, you have to give me a heads up. You can't just, like, I have to prepare both physically and emotionally. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm actually, like, on big cock Italian man's side here. Like, he's not obligated to disclose his name was nicola okay nicola is not obligated to disclose the size of his genitalia and also if you're having sex outside the whole the whole crux of that interaction is likely spontaneity but one of the things i learned about that moment was you know my whole life everyone had always said like my whole life that if the condom doesn't fit he's lying because like condoms like stretch and stuff Mm -hmm. the condom the poor little NYC Go condom that I had <laughs> couldn't cover, only covered like one third of his cock. It was so big. And he was like, it doesn't fit. And I'm like, that's a lie. And I look over and I'm like, oh my God, it really doesn't fit you actually, at all. Yeah, I have on like one or two occasions before I um, started prep and obviously abandoned com- condoms completely. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> oops. <laughs> oops. <laughs> I... Uh, do recall actually a time where like someone was coming over and they were like, do you have condoms? And I was like, yeah. And they were like, well, do you have magnums? And I was like, shut up. Like, you know what I mean? Like, cause like, I will say when people say like, do you have magnums? It's like, you probably don't really need one. Like magnums are not significantly bigger. Like it's literally just a branding strategy. Like, are they not? I thought they were like, they, they're girthier. I think they are, but like, I'm just like, I'm sorry. I've Cause seen, I know people who have to use bigger condoms. Sure. But there's plenty of overlap between people who can like functionally use magnums and functionally use regular condoms. And that's so, kind of fair. I was just like, I'm sorry. Like, I honestly just think you're bluffing. Like, I, I remember like, I was in the school store. No, and I, I won't was, finish my story. It's oh, okay. I'm so oh, sorry. Oh, <laughs> 
it's fine. No, basically he came over. I had a regular condom and it was just like a 10 pound sausage and a five pound casing. It was like literally cutting off his blood flow. Oh, see now you're a believer. Yeah, no, exactly. That was, oh, that was like, okay. That was like when I was, became a convert. I was like, oh, they're out here. This one time I was in the school store and I was like, I need condoms. And I, I was like the yellow package, the gold one. And he reached for like a regular size or she reached for a regular size one. And I was like, no, 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 the Magnums. And she looked at me like, oh. I and then love, grabbed the Magnums. I love when you get a saucy bitch at the fucking pharmacy who's like, mm, the Magnums? Like, because like, it's like they always know, like, I'm the one getting fucked. I know. And especially when I was, like, buying condoms at, like, 18, 19, and it was just, like, Twink City population me. Especially like, me, like, being petite, being like, the Magnums, please. The Magnums, please. <laughs> Thank you. They're not for me. Um... <laughs> But the end of the, the, the challenge was when we were in New Hampshire and I'm in the woods and I, it was like 7 a.m. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to fit one more person just to solidify my incredibly wide margin. <laughs> so I go into the woods in New Hampshire. Margin. This guy comes, fucks me. It, and the, part of the rules was you have to send a Snapchat to the judge. Love that. Our friend Kat. For it to like go through, so the Snapchat needed, was just like to provide like photographic evidence, photographic evidence, so that no one lies. And so the Snapchat was. Did you clear this with every sexual partner you had? Yeah, nice. Um, the Snapchat was my legs with my pants down, his legs behind me with his pants down, and the caption was "I hate myself." <laughs> winner, winner, chicken dinner. <laughs> Love that for you. And can I say, I never got my prize. What was the prize supposed to be? I have no idea, but okay. I never got my it prize. Just never existed. This sweetheart. is what happens when you play a game with a highly competitive person. Or heterosexuals. Or heterosexuals, honestly. Yeah, yeah that, that was the that. real fault Recreate here. Recreate this game, but keep it queer. Um, as far as sex outside goes, I've had so much sex outside. It's honestly one of my like bigger kinks. I think it's great. Like There is... Every time I bring this up, people immediately go, but sand in your hole. And I'm like, I love sex on the beach. I love sex on the beach. I don't even need a fucking towel. You can just raw dog me straight into the fucking sand. Do you not get sand in your hole? I mean, I'm usually if I'm fucking on the beach, I'm just going to, I'm going to do doggy if I'm bottoming. Okay. Cause it's also like, it's one of the few times that like bottoming is actually extremely comfortable. Cause like if your knees and hands, like. Now just I just like in like sand. What are the logistics of sex in the? I've never had sex on the beach. Is this like during the day? Is this like a nude no, I've beach? I've never done it at night. So the story I have. Oh, this is a great story. So basically, I'm at this hostel on a remote beach in Colombia, um, and I've been there for like four or five days. Like haven't had sex, and it's like I'm just like you know what? I'm just gonna open Grinder just to like see, just to see what's up. Just to take a peek. I open Grinder. The second closest person is 25 miles away. The f- closest person is 70 feet away. So I'm like, you're at this hostel. There is literally nowhere else you could possibly be but this hostel. Where is this again? Like it's on like a remote beach in Colombia, like on yeah. the Atlantic coast. And so I like look around immediately spot him because his grinder had been like six three, like 190 pounds. Like he was like a bigger dude. And I immediately clocked this British dude, and so I just like walked up to him and I was like, "Hi, like you're the uh, you're the only other faggot here. What's up?" Um, 
we hit it off. He proceeds to tell me that he's on this like classic thing that like British people do <laughs> on like a 12 month trip around Latin America to discover himself because after Ugh. 10 years in a monogamous relationship with a woman, <clears throat> he finally broke it off with her because he realized he was gay. This man realized like seven years into his relationship that he was gay, fully like came to that realization, spent another three years dating her. And then broke up, not because he'd like fallen out of love with her or anything, but because he couldn't, he had, he like, he couldn't not cheat on her anymore. He had never cheated on her. He stayed completely faithful to her throughout that entire like process of self-discovery and then ended the relationship in order to like literally start fucking men. Good for him. Yeah. Honestly, good for him. I was like so impressed. I was like, that is like such an amazing level of like respect for this person you, that mm-hmm. you like have in your life it was like honestly kind of devastating because i was like wow you must have like actually really loved her you know yeah um, and then he proceeded to like walk me out onto the beach and like again because it was so remote like once you were like a hundred feet a hundred yards away from the hostel like walking down the beach it was just like really dark and so we just like started we like sat on like a piece of driftwood and then started making out and then like fucked. oh that sounds and it was lovely so hot. it was so hot because also there's just something like rhythmic about like the waves crashing and like you can always see the stars and if you're on the beach it's like probably warm you like finish you just like run into the ocean naked like wash the cum out your butt like it, it was just like it was glorious so i love sex outside um, the first time I ever tripped acid, I had sex outside. I actually think that was a mistake. Do not do that the first time you trip acid. Maybe don't do that ever while tripping on acid, but like to each their own. Um, I love sex outside. One note we have under here in particular is um, parks and recreation. <laughs> not the show, just the, just the literal parks and, and recreation. I don't know that we need to talk about this. No, but I do want to talk about this one time when... I was on the hike in hike in Marseille with my Marseillaise boyfriend at the time. Are we annoying? You can tell us we're annoying. We're so annoying and we're so worldly. But so cosmopolitan. We're hiking the Calanque. And the Calanque, it's like this natural forming like mountain beach thing in the south of France. Shove it up my ass. Um and apparently my ex-boyfriend gets super fucking horny while hiking. I completely and entirely relate to that. And it starts off where we're in this field. In the distance, we see these people climbing a mountain. And I, like, reach my hand back to grab his hand. And he takes my hand and just puts it on his throbbing cock. I've literally had this exact experience. And I look at him, and I'm like, hello. Like, there's a family, like, in the distance. Sure is. We're not doing this right now. And so eventually, like, we go to the Kalonk, we go to the restaurant, we're hiking back, and we find a bush. <coughs> Pardon me. We'll cut that out. <laughs> Pardon me. The bush. Um, the bush. So we're in this bush, and we're having sex, and it's so hot, and it's so nice, and all of a sudden, we hear this, these two fam like, at the the bottom of the hill we hear these two families like go oh like hey hey how have you been like they all start chatting and i'm like going oh 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 like getting like <laughs> like the life fucked out of me in this bush and i'm like trying to keep quiet while this family and all of a sudden we hear that family go do you hear something and then we quickly like stop moving Shh, stop moving everything's crazy his dick is still inside me oh my god a pair of wild faggots. A pair of wild faggots. And eventually they kind of like meander on out. 
we don't get caught. We finish. We get okay, going. Get caught, but like, do you think they like clocked what was happening and they were like, "Well, we're gonna take our literal children, children out of elsewhere. the vicinity." Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and maybe you know what? In hindsight, maybe that's kind of what happened. Imagine if they were just like, "Arrête, arrête," and then, <laughs> Sorry, and then we. I don't speak French. We put the condom in an empty Pringles can. You didn't have to. I'm, I'm not littering. I'm sorry. I'm not littering. And that's not what I meant, but okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and so then we get back home to his family's house in Marseille and his little sister grabs the Pringles can and is about to open it. And we have to rip it out of her hands and be like, it's empty. Because <laughs> also he wasn't like out to his parents. His parents had no idea what I was doing. He thought we were just friends that were sharing the same bed together. I literally just don't even believe that. Parents will feign ignorance for their children. For their, their own faggot sake. children. Um, why do you think we just love sex? Do you, like, I think some people love sex outside for that sort of the thrill of maybe getting caught. I don't know if it's the thrill of getting caught for me as it's just like a plein air, you yeah, know? Yeah, exactly. It's like the community. Returning nature. to nature, yeah. yeah. It's like doing it where you're kind of supposed to be doing we're it. You're supposed to be doing it, getting raw dogged in the woods. Oh my God. I remember this time when I've had a lot of sex on Vassar's campus. And because my parents now live near there and I can't, and if I can't host, I just like go to Vassar's campus and fuck somewhere. Mm-hmm. As you know. As I know. And I've been doing it for ages. And I remember, like, if you haven't had sex against a tree by the lake in the moonlight at Bachelor's Campus, chef's kiss, you haven't lived. There's no, there is really nothing like getting fucked outside. And I think, yes, it's like communing with nature. <clears throat> but it's also... I, one thing that I find frustrating about sex with, like, a certain kind of gay man is the fact that it has to be extraordinarily sanitized and they try to make the whole thing like as clean as possible, right? Like the, the kind of gay who's going to freak out if you come on their sheets, like that kind of gay. <gasps> hey, hey, especially because it's like at the end of the day, I'm totally like, yeah, I do. I want to douche and be like prepared for sex. Absolutely. Do I also acknowledge that sex is inherently a messy and kind of dirty thing? Yeah. And so the best part about having sex outside is there's like a mutual understand, a mutual embrace rather mm-hmm. of that dirtiness, right? Because you probably don't have like baby wipes and like a little like you know or a tarp, who's what's it to like yeah to like clean shit up. Mm-hmm. Like you're just gonna like throw your cum stained cock back in your underwear and like go on your merry way because like you're here to fucking breed. And I love that. God, there's a very rich um, one thing I do miss about London, and I'm sure you can. I'm sure in some capacities this is, was true of Paris. It's like the like there's like a more legitimate cruising culture. There like is. I had so much sex in parks when I lived in London in a way that I haven't here and certainly haven't in America just in general. And like I don't really want to here. It's not the same. I don't think it's the same. I think there it's like obviously cruising culture was super rich in America um, in the 20th century, but and the early 21st century. But I really do think it has more or less kind of died in a way that like. Queer communities in Europe, at least in my experience, have really kept alive mm-hmm. and like still honor. And like, sure, it's been digitized and like sanitized a bit, right? People find sex through Grinder and then just meet in the park. It's not exactly the same. There's not like a semiotics to it, but it's still happening. And we want to move on to <laughs> <laughs> by we Jeep means I, <laughs> and by I he means they mean 
Reese, because we're going to talk about perineum tanning. We're going to talk about perineum tanning. Just a little bit. If you don't know what perineum tanning is, it's uh, exactly what it sounds like. It's putting your asshole... Towards the sun. Towards the sun. And apparently it has all of these wild, like... Benefits, benefits. for vitamin D absorption. Yeah. Uh, happiness, like... Cure for depression. Yeah, some people cite experiencing literal euphoria. Um, Should we go on the roof and sun our perineums? I mean, I do that pretty regularly. Do you really? I mean, I have done it on more than one occasion living in this apartment. Really? I've never tried it. Do you feel a difference? Okay, so honestly... Like, I think I feel a difference in so far as it's just a pleasant thing to do, right? Because mm-hmm. it's like, you get a good, str- you're stretching your body, you're, you know, maybe you're in like a... a are you on your back or are you uh, on all fours? Sometimes I do it in child's pose, sometimes I do it on my back. Like oh, I that's bring, nice. I bring my yoga mat and just sort of feel it out. That's really nice. And I mean, there really is something about like, this part of your body just never, like in the most literal sense, never sees the light of day. Yeah. So there's something, there is something there that transcends just like feeling pleasant but i don't think it's out here curing my depression (laughs) (laughs) it's not here curing my wild incurable depression that being said i absolutely think everybody should try it everyone should try it honestly i'm gonna try it after this that would be a great um event is like um a an perineum tanning an instructed perineum tanning that would be hot and it's like yoga and like we have a yoga instructor Mm -hmm. we have both slept with the same yoga instructor he'd be totally down to do this would he maybe (laughs) (laughs) i mean we would try mainly because i'd love to see his perineum again oh one more time wait did he top you yes the first time we had sex, yeah, mm. on his roof. It was so, it was really hot. More outdoor sex. See, More outdoor, outdoor sex. sex. It just, it's, it's everywhere and its abundance is beautiful. Um, pivoting a little bit, seeing as this episode's called Whole Natural, we would be remiss not to talk about fucking the French. French people, or at least fucking in France. Whole Natural. Whole Natural. Close enough. Sure. But so... I have a lot of experience fucking in France. <laughs> France statistically, allegedly, to my knowledge, has the biggest penis sizes in Europe. What does that even mean? It means I had a wonderful time when okay. I went. <laughs> <laughs> it means I was just blessed one way or another. Like every single guy I hooked up with was just giving me the business every time. I wrote in the notes that... Um, uh, fucking the like French aren't people aren't necessarily hot, and that is just honestly a bold face lie. I'm gonna backpedal so hard. Like French people are really hot. Sex in France is amazing. It's it. There's nowhere in the world where it's easier to get laid. Absolutely, literally, absolutely, and like, it sucks. The dip like going from. I will say this. I will say this. Paris is like mecca for bottoms. It's a it's a bottom mecca for it's, sure. There's so many bottoms in Paris. It's honestly overwhelming. The market is completely oversaturated. It's <laughs> so hard to find the top. Not the meat market again. Not the meat market again. Not gapeonomics again. <laughs> Pull out your notes, ladies and gentlemen. The first like like week I was in Paris, I was already like seeing this like hot French lawyer named Clément. 
And like, I'm pretty sure he only slept with me because he wanted me to edit his essays because he wanted to go to school, to law school in America. But it was so worth it. When I was in Paris for literally 36 hours to get a tattoo with my best friend who was one of my best friends who was living in Spain at the time. Mm-hmm. I think I had intercourse with like six men. Incredible. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. just, I couldn't, I just, it was like, you couldn't I, stop. I, no, I, I couldn't. It's like, I didn't even want to, but it would just be this like Adonis who was imploring me to have intercourse with them. And I would just be like, how dare you look a gift horse in the mouth? Like The French love Americans. They, they love them. love Americans and they love fucking. And I'm just so interested in how that, like sexual culture fomented because I want that here. I'm like, I want to change the culture. Yeah. How does that start? I will. And like, why do we find French so sexy? I don't, I don't know. I think it's cause like my ex would always say that like, it's just Americans just find French to be so fancy. You put any sort of like French name on something and boom, it automatically makes it fancier. Well, yeah. I mean, that's the thing is what's embarrassing is f- for us, like can, Contemporarily, we find French <clears throat> attractive because it's been aestheticized to such a degree that it's like, you know, in cinema and in music and whatever, the use of French is like literally point blank to like evoke mm-hmm. a f- something sultry or like lustful or like sexy. And so then it just becomes, it's like, prog- it's programmed at this point for us to find it sexy. But where did that originate? I'm just like, is it, were these like weird, like, do you think like p- older puritanical Americans just like stigmatized like loose Catholic French people? Like what ha- what's happening here? Like yeah, where did how did the, how did this, this where did from? French sexuality? If you have any leads on French sexual culture, please hit our line and don't point us toward Foucault. Don't don't point us toward Foucault. We 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 have actually done that. Please don't do it. Been there, done that, Been tried there. that. We're we're good. Um holistic aphrodisiacs. We never really researched this. We didn't research this at all. Do aphrodisiacs work? Hit us up if you think they do. Uh, Oysters, chocolate, strawberries, etc. I mean, the only thing for me that hits any sort of note is oysters, but it's like eating oysters just makes me horny for more oysters. Period. I don't want sex. In fact, I actually really don't want to fuck after having oysters. The only aphrodisiac that ever kind of worked for me was that love potion. That made me incredibly horny in Whole Foods. (laughs) Incredibly (laughs) horny. But I think we want to, I think our, we want to kind of wrap up with whole health. Whole health is a good one. I do want to talk about whole health. Do you have a whole health routine? Yes and no. <laughs> Sorry, it's this allergy season. It's absolutely cray crack. No, it's because Jeep's been railing cocaine for the last 36 hours. Shh. <laughs> um, but I used to do like. <laughs> oh my god, not this episode already being 52 minutes. What have we even talked about? We, um,. That's a great question. Well, we had that fat warm up. Sure. Anyways, whole health. Whole health. Whole health. I like to do a lavender sugar scrub. How often? Like two the times a week. I don't do it that often. I do that. I always end them beforehand. Sometimes I take a modium. I have to be careful because I have Crohn's disease. So like I can't have too much fiber and I can't have like a lot of things that help your gut. All about keeping it. Flushed and plugged. Flushed and plugged at all times. And you know what? I'm really thankful that I have been dating my boyfriend for almost 10 months now, and I have never shit on him. 
Wow. But you have shot elsewhere recently. I shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Jeep left skid marks on a pillow. Oh my god. On the the guy who catfished me, I left a fat skid mark on his pillow and I didn't care. He deserved it. He deserved it. Um if you're gonna give me bottom of the barrel cock, I'm gonna give you bottom of the barrel bottom. Bottom of the barrel bottom. <laughs> bottom, bottom, barrel bottom. Okay. Um to the to your point, whole health. Is that a tongue twister? Whole health, whole health. Whole health, whole health. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Um, is to- It should be absolutely individuated. Like, everybody is different. Because um, I require a lot of fiber. I'll never forget when I came back from Columbia, the first thing I did, literally got off the plane, went to a sex health clinic to get back on PrEP. Because PrEP was illegal in Columbia. So that was sort of my renaissance. With Why is it illegal in Columbia? Because uh, Catholic, conservative. Oh, fair, fascism, whatever. I don't know. Um... And so I just couldn't, I couldn't be on prep. I couldn't manage to like get any physician who would clear or like a pharmacy that would clear like a 12 month prescription for prep. It just wasn't possible. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was when I had my Renaissance with condoms. I was religious about condoms when I lived down there. Um, and so, but then I was also extraordinarily anxious when I lived there. Um, and so when I came back just to like assuage that anxiety, I immediately went to go get on prep and the doctor who I was talking to, you know, asked about my sex life and my habits. And he was like, honey, we are putting you on the bottom diet right now. And I was like, the whoosie what's it? Like, what is the bottom diet? And it was basically a lot of bitter greens and wiping your pussy with witch hazel every day. Can you tell me about the benefits of, of the witch hazel? Yes, I can, Jeep. So basically, okay, best part, witch hazel is in most, like, standard issue baby wipes. So if Didn't you know that. Like, if you just, like, have baby wipes, you're probably wiping your ass with witch hazel. That being said, you would not be remiss to buy a bottle of witch hazel and just, like, leave it on your toilet and, like, use it, like, just put it on the toilet paper and wipe your ass with it. So something about the properties of witch hazel, it actually strengthens the tissues oh. in your asshole uh, like over long-term use so it helps you like prevent like obviously it like is a disinfectant and helps you clean because witch hazel is literally like a toner but it like actually strengthens that those tissues that pussy hole yeah and so you, it helps prevent hemorrhoids that's amazing yeah. that's a, i'm gonna start using witch hazel no, and incorporating so that in my routine do, if, you ha- if you do any sort of ass play of any variety if you struggle with hemorrhoids you should absolutely wipe your ass um with witch hazel you should also do that because like americans have dirty fucking buttholes like everybody dirty else is buttholes. out here like using bidets and like using some sort of like water-based something to clean their hole every time they go to the bathroom and we're not so like, we're it's not. time to just get on board um so yeah that's my whole health i have done a sugar scrub i really enjoy it i love a good sugar scrub a coffee nice. scrub coffee scrubs are also really great <clears throat> Ew. you ever tried a coffee scrub it's I, stimulating i will now I love it. I'll report back. Just to close this out, do we like whole natural? Like, do you like an unshaved hole? Absolutely. Come as you are. Come as you are. That being said, if it's like the fucking Amazon down there and like I can't find your hole. We're going to need a machete. Or, uh, we're yeah, gonna... if I need like a fucking machete to like get to your prostate, like I don't, I don't want that. Like keep it trimmed up, but come as you are. That being said, I love like a smooth a little pussy. nubile bright pink hairless pussy sometimes depends on the person i like to keep mine like that (laughs) because i feel like body hair is polarizing i had a man actually message me love this fuzzy chest shaved hole combo and i was like i love that that's what i'm giving i love that thank you for noticing thank you for noticing and And on on that note oh (laughs) look at us maybe we'll start doing it synchronous 
in in sync. That's one, point. two, three. And, and on that note, hot. I'm Reese. I'm Jeep. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. This has been Mind the Gape. Bye. Bye.